Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit It's advice from a dipshit With Matt Frogger Okay, welcome uh, back to another episode of Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. Uh, with me, as always, is Amanda. Uh, we're doing a, a solo episode. We've had a lot of guests lately. I thought we'd go back to me. Uh, and just, uh, <laughs> as it is, you know, it is, I, am, I, am, I am King Dipshit. No, um, but uh, thanks for all the, the kind words. Uh, we had, a, uh, my wife and I had a couple uh, maniac friends here for the weekend and uh, just, uh, I won't say made a mess of ourselves. We did a thing where Korean barbecue Friday night, which means a lot of drinking. Then we had a karaoke party Saturday night, which means a lot more drinking. Then Saturday went to brunch and just had beers all day. And it's like, yeah, that's fun. But then at a certain point, you're like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you, I still, I didn't mean to, but I did three days straight. So... <laughs> now I'm now I'm all about self care. I'm all about lemon water and uh, spin class and hiking and stuff. And um, so anyway, if you've had a, a wild weekend or you kind of uh, beat yourself down with substances, just make sure to do some stretching, eat some healthy food, take a big walk, and um, you know, uh, care for yourself is is kind of my point. Uh, and on that note, let's hear the first call. Hey Matt. My name's Carl, and I need some advice. Uh, I've been with my girl for about going on four years now. And at the beginning, you know, we were both nice, you know, fit, shape. Uh, and then eventually, like every couple, you know, you just let yourself go. But uh, the past, I want to say, in the last year, I managed to lose about 120 pounds. Wow. And, uh, my girl, you know, unfortunately, because of her work, starting, you know, she's still overweight. And, uh, you know, man, it's, I love her and everything, but, you know, like, how do, how do I, how do I get her to, you know, how do I motivate her to want to lose weight? Because I've tried a lot of things, man. And, uh, you know, it's just I, I don't I don't think I'm getting through. If you could just help me out, man. Uh give me some advice. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's really hard, man. Uh it's 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 a tough thing to to worry about someone, to feel maybe less attracted to someone, especially someone you 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 are in love with, and it and it and it and it's very hard uh to I mean you mentioned her job. That's that's the biggest thing that stops um most people from going to any kind of uh, gym or exercise class or going for long walks or anything because when you're at a job and you're on your butt all day, you not only don't, you know, bodies that are, are resting tend to stay resting. Bodies that are active tend to stay active. Um, it, it's it's kind of just like finding the time. Finding the time finding the time, and finding the motivation at the exact same time is, is hard. And you sound really, uh, really low, buddy, and I'm sorry to hear that. Um, it's my my best advice to you is to try to involve her in what you're doing, but try to make sure it's it's uh, fun. Uh, like generally, what like like what women like to do. Like I've said this before on the show, I love going to Zumba. I think it's a blast. I go there, I'll be the only dude in class, and it's like I don't care anymore. It used to bug me, but I don't care. And I love going with my wife. I used to think I would never work out with a significant other, and I do it uh, a lot now. It, not 
certainly not every day, but we only do it generally on the weekends. That's what I would start by doing that. Just just carve out an hour on Saturday, an hour on Sunday that you both go to some kind of class where you dance around, you just just sweat your asses off. Try to figure out how you can space out eating um, uh, less healthy because you still need that. You still need like your cheat meals, but like try to eat a little healthier on on the regular and just try to find maybe when she's done with her her job at night, maybe the two of you can just go take a bike ride and maybe you can go um, a fitness class or something. I use ClassPass. It's an app. I've been using for at least a year now. You basically get an allotted amount of credits and you can put in what you want to do that day and it'll find a place in your neighborhood that is having that class you're looking for, be it yoga, be it uh, weights, be it Zumba, be it spin class, whatever. And that I found that just by keeping myself active, I've kind of shrunk my body and I've shrunk my stomach. And I think that's that's really the step. Is if you can just If you can just keep yourself active and improve your metabolism... Not that everything all falls in line, but you definitely, you don't have that feeling where you're just, you're hungry all the time. You don't eat as much when you're bored. And I think that's the key. I think, honestly, if you just sit sit her down and talk plainly, but try to, just try to keep it light because it's, I'm sure she's self-conscious about it. I'm sure she's noticed how much weight you've lost and that she has not. I'm sure she's brought it up. Just say, look, why don't you come along with me? Why don't we do this together? You know, Matt Bronger, that awesome millennial comedian who's like barely in his 20s, that dude thinks it's really cool if we work out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you say, but just just make it fun. Make it fun because this is not the end of the world. And, it's, and it's, it's hard to make a change, but it's not impossible. And doing it together, I think, could like strengthen your bond because we'll, we'll still go to these some of these classes you know, like some of these spin glasses that were just like, I'm just getting this shit kicked out of me. And we'll look at each other like, oh, I think I'm going to die. And we'll like share like a little laugh. <laughs> and it's nice to have that when you're like, oh, fuck, I can't do another push up. And this guy's still screaming at me. But I would I would stay away from quote unquote CrossFit because you're going to use a lot of like you're throwing around a lot of heavy weights that can be kind of rough on your joints. Maybe wait a while to do that kind of stuff. But definitely do like like hit classes, like high intensity interval training. I love going to those because they're about 45 minutes. You push yourself to the limit. And, you know, if you sandbag a little, that's fine, too. You've got to take the breaks you have to take. And that's that's people that even I know guys that are big exercise guys and they will not go to those classes with me because they're like afraid of not being able to keep up and I'm like yeah you can never keep up the first time that's fine people are like just barely standing at, a, at certain points but that's fine they, they sit down and they take deep breaths and they wipe their head off with a towel and they have some water and then you then you get back in don't have that feeling of oh I'm embarrassed it's the reason I brought up Zumba class because like first time I was in one I was like what the fuck am I doing here I'm a monster but then it's just kind of just like oh okay this is fine we're all just dancing and it's you know it's no big deal. But um and I always stand over near the back and these fucking little chicks just gotta stand in my space. I don't know what it is, but they just No, it's like that's the funny thing, because everyone wants to stand at the back of the class. Like I went to spin class today and it was nobody in the front row. And I'm huge and I tried to avoid the front row, but I was like, all right, I'll go in the front row. And like after the class, the instructor was like, Thank you for taking the front row. Thank you. Cause everyone looked silly, like so far in the back. But so that, that would just, be my suggestion to you. I just like the idea of you in Zumba because you're uh, dancing because you're so long. Right. <laughs> and then looks, you have like... It looks so silly. You have like little girls under you. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big tree. Right. And like all the little heathens dancing yeah, around the totally. tree. It's, it's, a pag- like, it's a pagan ritual. It's like for sure. picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But good luck to you, man, and I, I, I hope it, uh, I hope it works out for you. But you seem really crushed, man, and it's hard. But like, don't, don't let it get you down. Just work together on it. You know, to quote George Benson, "If love is what you got, you got a lot." There you go.
Thanks, man. What's up, Peaches? Uh, <laughs> listen, my grandfather recently passed away at 83 years of age, which, in my opinion, is a pretty good run. Um, oh. He was in he was in poor health for a few years before he died, and uh, and he just got old and, and, and died, which is uh, which sucks, um, but it, it happens, right? Um, I've experienced. Uh, a lot of death, which is a, gosh, what a what a way to open up this question. I have experienced a lot of death. Anyway, I've experienced a lot of death, so I'm a little callous to it. Um, and I wasn't super close with him, so I'm definitely upset and I'm definitely grieving, grieving for my grandfather, but I'm not broken up. My family, on the other hand, meaning my dad and his siblings, were absolutely devastated, which is totally understandable. It is their dad. So I get that. Here's my issue, though, um, and this is where I need your advice. They were upset and and just absolutely wrecked by this, but more than anything else, they were shocked. Like they kept expressing their surprise and their their disbelief of of his passing. And I'm like, you guys, he's 83, hmm. and you know, people die. <laughs> I feel like. I'm trying to grieve with them, but my grief, my grieving process is being overshadowed by my frustration of how unprepared emotionally and financially they were for his passing. Um, part of the frustration comes from they, they didn't have any plans in place as far as, you know, his funeral or, or a will or anything like that. And I've been urging them for years to do that. And wow. they just, their, their response was basically, well, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to die anytime soon. I'm like, what do you mean? He's 83 and he's sick. Um, so anyway, am I, am I being a dick or that's what I need? I need to know if I'm being a dick. I feel like I'm being a dick. <laughs> anyway, love the podcast. You guys are doing great. Amanda, you cracked me up. Um, welcome to the neighborhood, buddy. Buy a different house. That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks for calling, man. No, to answer your question, I don't think you're being a dick. I know where you're coming from. If you told them they should prepare for this and get a will and and they're just they're completely unprepared. I just think at this point, try to err on the side of 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 not being a dick, which is just to mean like don't drive yourself crazy over this. Everyone grieves differently. No one thinks their parents ever going to die, you know, against all odds didn't too, but it's kind of like uh, look, I mean, don't 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 let them get down on you. Uh, for any reason, doesn't sound like they necessarily are, but hey, I mean, they got to deal with that now. They they never got him to to make a will. They never sounds like they weren't prepared for, for to, to have a funeral or anything anything like that. Uh, hopefully, their affairs were in order and they weren't depending on him financially because uh, or like one person was more than the other because you know there's no will. It just gets divided amongst everybody. Uh, from what I understand. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, the thing to keep in mind is you really don't ever think your dad's going to die or your mom's going to die or anything like that. And so you got to just, you know, a- accept that they're going to be grieving and, and in, in disbelief despite everything. I remember seeing my um, my aunt at my grand- grandfather's uh, funeral and she really, really broke down so hard. And I was a little kid and I was like, well, like you didn't think he's so old. But then you go, oh, but that's her dad. You know, that's that person's mom. It's just this, your parents are, are God to you. You can't imagine them ever uh, uh, not being around anymore. It's an insane, insane uh, thought that they'll somehow be gone and there's just you. It's, a, it's daunting. I'm 44. It's daunting to me. Still blows my mind.
And I'm sure I will not be prepared for it when that day inevitably happens. I, I, it sounds it sounds like you got your head on straight and you tried to put them right, but they just they were just like you know, they, they, you know, denial's a hell of a drug, and just putting things off, putting things off, putting these off is something I feel like we all do really well because it is uh, a nice feeling to procrastinate, you know. Uh, so they did that, and now it's hey, it's it's it hurts now. So there you go. But um, good luck to you, man. And just look, just don't let it drive you crazy because it's got nothing to do with you. You grieve in your own way. Uh, you, you'll, you'll never be as close to your grandparents as you are to your parents. You, you'll always have love for them in your heart. But just at this point, it is what it is. So just don't, don't be too mad at them. But don't let, don't let them take out anything on you either. They made their own bed and they have to lie in it for a little while. That's all. So, yeah. Uh, hey, Matt. Um uh, I have a problem with my neighbors. I just moved in a month ago, and they're loud. <laughs> like, I can't compare it to anything. It's so loud. And I'm I'm a light sleeper. I'll, you know, I'll give them that. But they keep me up at night playing video games, and there's just gunfire oh, Jesus. in all of my dreams, because that's the type of games they play. Oh, and they God. wake me up in the morning, because they don't sleep. And it's it's driving me crazy. Um, my roommate, he's feeling the same way, but it's, um, I have problems with seizures and I need sleep. It's a, it's a fact. I have medical documents that prove it. Um, and six hours of sleep and is not enough. And I've been sleeping in my closet as well because it's big enough and I, I need, I need sleep. It's too loud. It's, it's just too loud. Thank you. Wow. Oh, when you said it was the video games and it was the shooting ones. Yeah. Oh, does this sound like real guns? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's brutal. I mean, my, my advice to you, well. Because you had your karaoke neighbors. I did. Well, they, <laughs> they, were, like, they, were, they were just blaring music and singing along. They weren't even having a karaoke party. Um <laughs> Which, by the way, we shut all the windows. We were very careful, and we told Hillary, our elderly next door neighbor, and she said, "If you have, if you need it to, you can have your your guest park in my driveway." And she's the chillest. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, uh, that's brutal. It sounds to me like you are uh, feeling very uncomfortable about going and asking them to turn it down. I mean, they they don't sleep and they listen to the shooter games, but I think that's what you might have to do to start. You at least look have a backup plan, you know, I mean, maybe you move out, maybe you go somewhere else, uh, you know, I'm saying, or if you don't want to leave, maybe you call the cops on them. But first I would go over, you know, if you heard that episode where I had to, what, what Amanda's talking about, I had a neighbor that would just blaring music after 10 PM. My wife was sick and couldn't sleep. And I went out of the backyard and I was like, Hey, can you turn it down? It's after 10. And they just lost their shit on me. But at least I did that. You know, I, I, I would feel really bad if I just, called the cops on a neighbor without first going over there and going, Hey guys. And you know what? I would, I would go over there during the day. I would go over there, over there when like they're up or they've had coffees and showers or whatever. It's the afternoon, you know, they've had coffees and showers. I feel like at, at nighttime they could be drinking, you know, they, that emotions run high. <laughs> no, but since they play through the whole night, they're not actually like coming together with a coffee and a shower until like, you know, three, three. 4 PM. That's when they have their morning coffee. <laughs> three, three or yeah, four. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and go and just and just kind of go knock on the door and, and go look 
hey guys, I'm sorry, you probably don't know how loud it is, but can you turn it down at night? You know, introduce yourself and stuff like that. And then even get into, mention that you have seizures sometimes. And if you don't get enough sleep, you have them. That's serious, man. And, and look, even if you didn't have seizures, fuck that. You got to sleep. Nothing annoys me more than me just getting woken up by something dumb. You know, like something like some like loud video games or someone's yell talking after 2 a.m. It's like, ah, stop it. Um, and you never know, because like I've mentioned how like my friends and I, when we've been loud and drunk years ago, and you know, jumping into pools and someone coming out and going, "Hey, it's it's one in the morning," and I, we go, "You're right, sorry," you know, because it's like you called us on it. We're like, "Oh yeah, there's 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 no, I have no argument. You're absolutely right." And that guy might be like, "Oh my god, I had no idea it was that loud." And I, honestly, they'll probably be like. Hey, that was really cool of them to come over and just talk to me like a normal human being. They didn't scream over the fence. They didn't call the cops. Not that I feel bad for. I mean, no, they, no, they, no, they no, lived on the they lived on the block behind me. Oh, I, but so this happened to me last week. Okay. Okay. Note: It's 2018. Sure. Right. So on my neighborhood, it was like six something in the morning, and somebody was sitting out front on our street, blaring on repeat, "Party like a rock star." Do you remember that uh, song? Party like... <laughs> wait, wait, the Post Malone song? No, no, like the song from like, the song from like 2010, Party Like a Rockstar. Oh yeah, what sure. That? It was like a one hit wonder song. They were just blasting it on repeat. Jesus. And finally one of my neighbors leaned out and went, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It was like 16 in the morning. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> and that's terrible because it's like, you, you wake up at like... Two in the morning, you can go back to sleep. Six fifteen, you no, might be no, fucked. No, yeah. You might be like, I can't get back to sleep now. It's no, morning. And so you're sitting there and like, Ugh. what like what do you do with yourself? Because I was so comfortable. You're so comfortable in bed, but yeah. at the same time, like this is really oh, it's awful. and like the person was like blasting. Like <laughs> this old, old song. Jesus. <laughs> that was just last week. Oh, that had to be like Oh God. Party like a rock star. They had to be <laughs> so totally so messed up do. on something. Oh my gosh, just like during the week. Oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was so funny. She can always do that too. Just yell shut the fuck up. But yeah, I was yeah. just going to, If you want to keep anonymous. Long story long. <laughs> just go just go go over there during the day and talk to them. Yeah. You know, if you listen to this today, go, all right, I'm gonna turn off this podcast. I'm gonna go uh cross the street or go next door or wherever they are and just just see. Just mm-hmm. see. So but best of luck, man. That's 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 real tough. Mm-hmm. Oof. Been there. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Uh, I'm a recent graduate with uh, no neuropathy issues, but I still can't find a job. Uh, can you help me with that? Love you. Oh, wait, hold on. Recent graduate with known Neuro- neuropathy issues. So okay. he's not like, yeah, he just can't get a job. There's nothing. No neuropathy. Yeah, issues. yeah, uh, yes. I got it. So he's normal. I was like, "That's a degree." <laughs> That's like kind of what his degree way is of that? Saying he's normal. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. As an very, that might exactly be why. <laughs> well, he's obviously a smart guy. I was like, "What does that mean?" Oh, I can. I know what that mean. Um, well, shit. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's 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 tough all over. I know for uh, people trying to get uh, careers going and 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 uh, and things like that. I, the, the advice I always defer to is um, try to do something that uh, would help your resume, uh, be it uh, maybe it's it's time to do to do something else for money and then do maybe some kind of um, intern. I wish I knew more of what you did or what you want to do, what the gr- degree was in, what what the, what the goal was. 
that's one thing. A note for people that call in, you just want to, you don't need to talk forever, but like, give me a little bit more background then. I just graduated. I can't get a job. Beep. You know, I don't know. Per- perhaps it's the market. I don't know. But my advice to you is just try to find stuff that you uh, you love doing. Do that and don't drive yourself crazy because you're hitting the, the rejection wall because there's a lot of that going around. Let me tell you. I just went in for a recurring role on a TV show. You know, it's one of those things. There's there's something in my business where you can you can just say you're offer only. Like you have to offer me the job, meaning I'm not going to come audition for this, which I've never been offer only. I mean, there's, there's certain ones where it's like, I don't want to do this. You know, I'll just tell them off or only, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you kind of got to show up. But there's people that are like, oh, you were in a sitcom for 10 years. You're probably off or only. And so I went to this thing. It wasn't even a principal role. It wasn't even the biggest role. But there were people in that in that audition room that I was like, what are you doing here? I know you're making millions of dollars in residuals. So it's kind of like uh, everyone's uh, not necessarily having a hard time finding work, but it is harder and, and harder uh, every kind of business. And I don't know what exactly that is, but just put it this way: you're not alone, not being able to uh, to get work um, at the at the level you're looking for. So all I can say is uh, keep looking, try to make yourself uh, as much of an attractive candidate as you can. Again, don't let it drive you nuts because it it ain't rare. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now the whole thinking is you find somebody, you find a company you like, you mm. find somebody in the company, and then you offer to work for them for free for three months. Jesus. Yeah. That's like the what you do out of college <sighs> shtick now. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I did it. I did yeah. exactly that. Sure. Like, I, I mean, you I do mean, what you have to do. What it was. I'm not. Yeah. But that's what it is now. God You know, damn like, because everybody wants experience. Yes. Like you could have the degree all you want, but like, yeah, what if I could see that. And you know, three months that's, that's, that sucks, but that's not like the thing I find is like, there's so many, it's just grunt work that they mask as intern work. And it's like, you're just making people work for free. That's bullshit. Like a big thing with that is, is, is freelance writers where a, a lot of these websites are like, Oh, but your exposure, okay. no, you pay me. They're like, well, we yeah, don't, you can't do that at first anymore. You, know, you can't, at first, like no you way. just can't, at first, like, you yeah, just can't, you, you have to if like, if you're young and, all, and you, you just got to take some lumps. Yeah. And just like, sure. and just, just put out content, whatever it is that your field is, right? Uh-huh. So that's like another thing for uh, somebody I know who became a dentist. Uh-huh. And so he was just like, like posting up like weird teeth videos. Okay. <laughs> this is, this, and, it, and, he, and he got a job from it though because cool. he just kept putting on Instagram like educational teeth videos. And, oh, that's which genius. Has, which has totally screwed with my like search engine, you know, like your little, because it's my <laughs> friend and I want to support him, right? Uh-huh. But it's in my little search engine is always these like random teeth videos because yeah. he, that's what he did. Okay. But now he got a job. So it does it, it's not necessarily like entertainment specific. Well, and you know, and that's a really good uh, piece of advice, I think, for maybe this, this guy is like, just try to find a separate door. You're just applying to these jobs. Try to find, you, you know, you make yourself attractive in another uh, aspect, you know, be it uh, tutorial videos, yeah. whatever, you know, it's just an idea, yeah. but yeah. Hey Matt, I want a mullet, <laughs> but all my friends are telling me not to get a mullet, but I've been thinking they can go fuck themselves because I kind of want a mullet, but there's still something in the back of my mind that says that getting a mullet is an awful idea. What should I do? Thank you. Love you. Love everything you do. Bye-bye. Thanks, pal. Uh, (laughs) Look, I'm not going to tell you not to get a mullet if you really want to get a mullet. 
And I think it's it's one of those. I I uh, have a comedy friend, uh, comedian named Theo Vaughn, who has a mullet, and it kind of goes with his persona. He tells backwoods stories all the time about um, his fellow uh, uh, redneck dudes that he grew up with and family members and stuff. And so it it kind of it goes with the look. I guess it depends what you what you want to have it for. If it's just if, if it's just something that makes you happy, I mean, fuck it, man. It's your hair. Whatever. It'll grow out. You're not like, oh, I want a head tattoo. I want to, I want a, a face. And by the way, uh, I got to say, and not to be an old man, but the, the, the white 20 something dudes have got to ease up on the face tattoos because it can look, okay, where, where, you know, the first one I saw that was like prominent, that was like an, an artist was Gucci Mane. He had that big ice cream cone on his face. But Gucci Mane is a dark skinned black man. So you don't really see it that well. And you're like, hey, an ice cream cone. <laughs> Like, with people with my fucking, like, complexion, you look like you fell asleep at a frat party. That's what you look like. You look like someone drew on your face because you got fucked up and you passed out. So I'm just saying, not that any of these, I'm not even talking to the rappers. Why would the fuck are they like millionaires? Why the fuck do they care what I think? But it is that thing where I'm like, hey, that's a rough look. Um, so that's not, a mullet is not that. A mullet is thing, you know, it's like I look back and kind of, do I wish I dyed my hair blue or something? Not really. Because I have, you know, I've, <laughs> I have, I was kind of doughy. It's not the best look for for someone like me. Not that it matters, but it's like even then, if I wanted to do it, hey, who cares? You're gonna have funny pictures someday. You can look back and say, hey, I had a mullet once. No, you didn't, Dad. Here, look. I don't know if your hair is already long enough. Shave the sides. Whatever. Live it up. Grow a mustache too. Just do what makes you happy. And I had a friend who grew a mustache, and all of us were like, ugh. That mustache. But now he's had it like two years and you're like, oh, that, that looks good now. I don't know what it is. It just works now. And he kept it. And it's just, it's, it's kind of what, whatever kind of makes you, you. The, the problem would be is if I think if you were like, all my friends, were, they all have mullets. And they said, you have to get a mullet, but I don't want one. Then don't get one. But since it's you just trying to make you happy, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? I mean, it is it is a funky look. It's just like, but, like as a woman, there's always the first day you wear red lipstick. Oh, yeah. That's like a rite of passage mm-hmm. because you you feel like a clown. Like you feel, <laughs> you feel like funny. you look awful and it's you're so like, funny. oh my gosh, I open my mouth so big when I talk. And mm-hmm. every, every, or every person, every human who has worn red lipstick at some point, right? right? So that's what's funny with your friend with the mustache is I was like, oh yeah, because he totally changed his face. Totally. And now you have to get used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it, it honestly looks great. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, support us on the Patreon uh, at Advice from a Dipshit. Uh, please join the team. Uh, get us some money to keep this train chugging along. We're trying to get to Spotify, and that'll help. Social media at Advice from a Dipshit on Facebook, at Dipshit Advice on Twitter. Theme song by Ben Wise. Please subscribe and write us a fun review. And also tell your friends about us. If anyone works in the in a, is a writer or anything like that, and you like the show, write about it. Reach out if you want to do interviews. We're about to do a, a press thing starting in in November, so there'll be a push, and hopefully we'll be in all the magazines and all that jazz. So, but as always, uh, thanks for listening, in, guys, and get out there, make some mistakes, dipshit it up, and learn. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Fronger.